Hello and welcome to the African Reform Theology Podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss uh, theological, cultural and political issues facing the South African independent churches. So in this episode, uh, we'll be talking about Zionist churches. So Zionist churches um, um, uh, one of the most influential, um, diverse and uh, biggest church groups um, in South Africa um, within um, South African independent churches. Um, Zionist churches um, are very much um, divided into small hundred of um, small churches within the group itself. And um, they are known for somehow mixing or what is known as syncretism or syncretizing um, Christian orthodoxy uh, with African traditional religions. But they don't mix these two like Adam uh, Cart that we will uh, look at in a future episode. So um, they mix them uh, sometimes theoretical, uh, but sometimes practical. And this this led to this led to some people categorizing these churches as sect, um, not as not not as sects, rather as cult. Uh, but in this episode, we will be referring to these churches as. Uh, sect not cult and the reason being is that um, unlike um, many other uh, cults in South African independent churches uh, these churches are not unanimous or they are not the same uh, they don't hold the same doctrine and practices and they don't um, some are worse and some are not so bad so they are, they are different um, depending on each uh, local church and they don't uh, worship their leader um, though they don't, they don't have one leader that they tend to worship. So um, this means that um, there is a sense in which we um, can call them sect rather than a cult. And we will look uh, basically on their history and then look at how um, their theological problems and how we can share uh, the gospel with this uh, sect. always helpful to begin with some definitions. So a basic definition of a sect um, is a small church faction that are departed from a larger group um, to follow their own uh, practices and um, interpretation um, of the Bible. And sect um, uh, do this without um, denouncing Christian orthodoxy. And they don't have one of the marks of a cult such as worship, worshiping of, uh, of their leader. So um, this, this is a basic definition of a sect. And Zion's churches fit perfectly to, to, to this definition um, of a sect. Whenever I tell people that I grew up as a Zionist, um, they then the next question always most of the time for that is it related to you know Israel uh, political movement or something like that but this is a different case or this is a different use or understanding um, of Zionist so the, 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 the word Zionist or Zion uh, can be traced uh, or within these churches in South Africa can be traced to the influence of uh, a man called uh, John Alexander Darwin um, ministry. So uh, his ministry, um, he established it in um, America, uh, Chicago, near Chicago, uh, Illinois. So um, 
in in the late um 1800s um his uh, publication somehow managed to reach um south africa so his influence um in south africa um reached people such as uh peter lerox um johannes buchler uh, and and elka mahon and uh, of course not all of them were um hold, held the same um views but um uh Darwin's teachings or influence uh, basically reached these men and through these men then came um the influence of zionism of zionism um to south africa so um in his ministry that he developed uh, or he uh, built in america I, it was called uh, some um, Christian Catholic Church in Zion, um, Zion um, referring to the Zion city upon which um, he built um, his uh, ministry in America. So together with Lerox, uh, Dowie sent a delegate to South Africa, uh, a man named um, Daniel uh, Bryant. So together with um, um, Lerox, they baptized over 100 um, of uh, black um, Zionist leaders. So it was through these um, over 100 men, to be specific, over 140 men, um, who were baptized by Doe's uh, delegate, um, Daniel, uh, together with Larox, through which we have all these vast and different um, uh, churches um, with the name Zion or Zionist um, uh, in them. And Zionist churches have different beliefs and different practices. And one, um, if, if we can look or if we traced um, um, Zionist churches' beliefs, for example, um, um, the, the first one will be those that came from the influence um, of um, Dowie's ministry. So Dowie uh, in um, in America, um, he had a strong uh, views such as um, the prohibition of pork, uh, alcohol, and uh, tobacco, and any use of drugs. And this was adopted already by many Zionist churches um, in South Africa. Uh, and so through his influence uh, or his publications and writings, so all of uh, some of these views that came from uh, Dowie's ministry reached uh, South African independent churches. And of course, then they were accepted by these leaders because they, uh, Dowie um, Alexander, was their main um, kind of influence or founder in one sense. So as um, Zionism or Zion church grew more and more in South Africa uh, there were more there were some beliefs that were now are not are kind of not necessarily adopted from outside but are developed from within uh, the movement uh, from the culture and from um, some African practices and one of the leaders um, or, or early leaders of the Zionism or Zion churches uh, was uh, um, a man named Gonyane so Gonyane was one Onkonyane was one of uh, the learned men uh, within Zionist um, churches or in the early uh, foundings of these churches. 
and um, it was Ngonyane who came with uh, some some sort of new beliefs, and um, through him, uh, such practices or beliefs, such as the institution um, of wearing white robes in um, in worship services, um, and um, not wearing all like a bare feet in in, in worship services and holy sticks, uh, and other things such as Old Testament symbolism. And it was Gonyane's influence um, that brought um, these beliefs into the Zionist uh, churches. And as a result, and even today, many of these churches still, in fact, hold uh, to these um, um, to these characteristics or to these uh, beliefs um, that were instituted or, or that were in introduced by uh, Gonyane. Uh, but generally, there are many Adam uh, beliefs that um, kind of characterize the Zionism or Zionist uh, movement or churches um, in South Africa. Generally, for example, uh, that will include most of them. Uh, they are Baptist in terms of baptism. Uh, so that means they uh, use three uh, full imagined baptism. Um, unlike um, other Reformed churches that uh, sometimes use um, um, sprinkling and, and other forms of Catholic uh, that use different form, forms uh, of baptism. And in beliefs, um, many of these churches uh, believed in seems a sort of divine healings. So that means that um, they were somehow closely also linked to uh, Pentecostal teachings or Pentecostal um, influence. And not only um, their belief, in fact, of um, divine healing kind of led them um, um, to reject um, medicine and, and doctors. And these were traits or these were almost characteristics, in fact, in many of um, Adam African or South African independent sect uh, that grew up um, or that grew out of um, the early church uh, missionary and of us in South Africa. And there are many other that we have already mentioned uh, from Dowie, such as the, uh, the prohibition of um, pork, alcohol, and tobacco. And um, again, we have already mentioned the wearing of white robes in, in, in worship services. And um, if you look today, of course, you will see that in many of these churches, it's not only white robes, but it's different robes. Some um, um, are, are blue, and some are green and white, but I think most um, the, the most um, colors um, of uh, of these robes will be white, green, and blue. And some have different colors, but these are mandatory colors that um, are characterized in, in, in these different um, churches. And that's also uh, already include the holy sticks. And holy sticks are used, for example, to signify um, the spiritual welfare. So. Um, in many churches, uh, the spiritual welfare was understood somehow to be uh, physical. In fact, not only spiritual, of course, that was not rejected, but um, somehow to be also demonstrated by the the, the physical um, stick. So it's a long stick with the cross or with the different shapes um, in the end. But these sticks um, characterizes um, Zionist uh, churches or Zionism uh, movement uh, in South Africa. And they uh, other things such as uh, holy dancing, uh, so uh, it is called umkalanga, where they will go in round and uh, this uh, kind of a dance uh, lead to some sort of um, 
um, spiritual um, experience. So uh, it is called um, and that means that you engage in the spirit and to some extent you you kind of um, not necessarily leave your body, but you transcend your body and you are in the spirit. And that is through these holy dances. And this is when um, some prophecies came out and some, um, you know, visions and and different things or miracles that are not necessarily uh, connected to the Bible or scripture, but are rather connected to cultural practices that were done um, even before that um, in uh, South Africa or in Africa in large. Uh, but also Adam uh, believes uh, such as purification rite, ugukezam, uh, um, and these purification rites are understood again um, with uh, some spiritual significance. So it's some sort of a bath um, that you you have to do, but uh, with the water that you you, you bath with, um, there are some herbs that are mixed uh, in, in them and different things. So this uh, is basically a, a sort of understanding of salvation uh, from um, an African. Um, worldview. So in this um, um, rite, um, it is understood that you purify yourself uh, from evil spirit and from the influence of evil spirit, not necessarily from sin, uh, which is kind of different when, when we look at um, the purification rite from the Bible, um, when um, um, main literature is used, for example, in the Old Testament, uh, in the um, sanctification of the um, uh, material that we use in the, in the tabernacle and in the temple or dedication and all of that. That's a bit different understanding. Um, there is a, some sort of a connection between the two, but uh, I think um, it is a, a bit different. And some of these, right, uh, perhaps they um, were already practiced even before um, Christianity in in African context and, and customs, and also um, one more last thing is that uh, uh, the beliefs of Zionist of Zionist churches somehow also have a limited accommodation of uh, African tradition uh, traditional customs, uh, so not all of them um, accommodate uh, um, the, these customs or certain customs certain African customs. Um, it differs from congregation to congregation, so it's always again difficult to to see um, them as um, kind of unanimous in, in their adoption of all customers of or certain customers. But they always differ. But I think they are all the same in the sense that they adopt um, either more or less of um, African uh, custom, right? So uh, some of these beliefs um, still held by many of the Zionist churches, but um, not all of them are held um, in the same. Um, but in fact, um, few of them are longer held that strongly. For example, um, the rejection of medicine and uh, doctors. Many Zionists still um, go up to, um, the to go to a clinic or hospital or see a doctor when they when they are sick. So uh, some of these views um, are still can somehow believed but not necessarily believed as strong as um, they were back then. And um, as I've already um, alluded to that, um, these uh, churches, uh, Zionist churches, 
they um they are very much diverse and they have a lot of uh, differences and they have a lot of similarities as i have already um um, um referred to few uh similarities and differences but um mainly for example the things that are common uh, within zionist churches um, it will be, um, for example, uniforms, and um, then the colors are different. Uh, some uh, Zionists uh, um, were mainly blue, whereas some were uh, mainly um, green um, colors. So uh, some also may, were mainly white. So it always different, different from uh, congregation to congregation, um, uh, churches to churches, uh, but they all wear uniforms. And they all also they all wear uh, or use drums um, in uh, worship services, and of course with um, the bare feet, and they they syncretize um, or mix um, African traditional religion with Christian orthodoxy uh, to some extent. Um, some mix are, are kind of um, hypothetical, and we will get uh, to that later on when we look at um, theological. Um, issues uh, within uh, Zionist um, churches, uh, but these are sim uh, these are similarities within these churches, such as uniforms, uh, drums, uh, syncretism, different kind or different degrees uh, of syncretism. Uh, some have uh, polygamy. Um, some like practice polygamy, but not all of them. Um, um, so it 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 always a, a bit uh, different, uh, but these are most common uh, among these churches. Those that um, the differences are with uh, within these um, churches, for example, will be a degree, as I've said, a degree of syncretism. Some syncretize more, and some uh, syncretize less. And uh, um, some uh, basically uh, synchronize some sort of a hypothetical syncretism. So hypothetical syncretism is a syncretism that um, mainly focuses on the worldview uh, syncretism. So they think many of these Christians think uh, still think through the lenses. Um, or the, uh, the lens of African worldview. And what that means, they will, um, like when they diagnose or when they look at different situations, they will tend to look at these issues uh, from an African worldview and not from um, Christian worldview. So what that means, for example, if we see an accident and they will see um, a spiritual forces, a strong spiritual forces, not the Bible, not that the Bible reject uh, spiritual forces in, in accident, diseases, and that, but rather an African worldview overemphasize uh, spiritual forces in different or in um, calamities that to you know to an on an extent certain extent they end up rejecting uh, human responsibilities um, uh, in those um, um, in those calamities. So um, this, this is just one example of a hypothetical syncretism, whereas a practical uh, syncretism now is the actual uh, belief um, in the ancestral in, in, in ancestors um, and their role to mediate uh, to them. Um, not only now you know, we don't have only have Christ, but also uh, ancestors mediating. And we, again, we will look at this in more detail in a little bit more details later when it, when we look at theological issues. 
and um, these um, are differences. Some make uh, some uh, mix or synchronize hypothetically, but others synchronize uh, practical. Uh, but also one more um, uh, difference is that, that um, is quite important is that many uh, the current in the current state, many of these churches or some of them are, are called now saved uh, Zionist, whereas the others are still remain Zionist as in in the historical sense of of Zionist. So the saved Zionist. It's, for example, uh, my case. I am a Zionist. My dad is still a, a pastor in Botswana. I'm pastoring a Zionist church then. But we are a different Zionist in the sense that we are saved. That means we have abandoned um, many of the um, um, you know, theological difficulties or, or bargain that uh, goes with the Zionism movement as a whole. And that means syncretism. Um, um, robes, they're not necessarily problematic, but nevertheless, um, um, my church at home have uh, abandoned um, the robes and the use of drums. So we are more modern in the sense that we have, adopt we have adopted uh, modern instruments, um, that means piano, keyboard, keyboard, and um, so we are saved in that sense, but mainly because of our doctrine that uh, we have, um, um, uh, you know, um, purified or reformed our doctrines to fit more in the biblical uh, framework than in the cultural uh, framework. So, and these are basically few um, similarities and differences um, within these um, Zionist churches. But also considering now, for example, theological issues, and we have already um, looked at at, at few of them. But for example, the first difficulty or the, uh, the theological difficulty um, within Zionist churches is justification. So what this means is that uh, the accommodation of um, of work worked based salvation, such as um, the ancestral worship or the mediation of an ancestors, for example, the accommodation of uh, ancestral um, worship um, somehow ends up um, posing a threat to the doctrine of justification. So adding somehow to Christ's works of um, redemption ends up leading to another gospel. And therefore, th th this means that um, the justification by faith alone within Zionist churches is absent. And that one um, of, uh, of many um, theological difficulties or issues uh, in these church in these churches. As a result, um, you know, in my experience talking to many Zionist leaders, uh, when I was um, still in Bible college, uh, I remember because I, I once assisted in, in a Bible um, co uh, Bible school. Um, where uh, I was teaching many of these Zionist leaders. So when we were talking about justification, they have zero idea of what uh, justification by faith means. You know, they will know that, of course, we are saved by faith, but what does that actually mean? Um, they did not know about it. So this this just uh, shows that um, the, the, the doctrine of justification, which is quite important, um, upon which Martin Luther said the doctrine of justification is a doctrine upon which the, ch the church um, either stands or falls. So uh, among many of these churches um, are not, do, not necessarily, do not necessarily reject justification by faith alone, obviously, but they are ignorant of them and many other reasons such as um, 
um, that they don't have resources to uh, to understand or, or you know, framework theological framework to understand such doctrines as justification. And um, another um, uh, theological uh, difficulty um, within Zionist churches um, is an African worldview leniencies or to mix the two. And this, this is what I, I was referring to earlier on as hypothetical syncretism. So uh, hypothetical syncretism means that um, many of these churches uh, read um, the world or look at the world through African lenses, uh, lens than um, um, Christian worldview. And that leads to a lot of issues. That means when we look at um, different issues uh, facing um, both our society, families, and the church, um, they will always um, be lenient. They will always be lenient toward um, African worldview. And that has to do, of course, when we talk about sin in our society, sin in our churches, and then uh, those sins and things uh, will tend to be defined using African terminologies or African understanding rather than uh, biblical uh, worldview. So um, there, there are many other church um, issues that um, we, we can consider, but the, these two shall suffice. And again, with the issue of um, um, syncretism, hypothetical and um, practical uh, syncretism. Um, but each of these hypothetical syncretism um, ends up undermining the gospel. So both of these um, forms of syncretism, they end up undermining the gospel. And so while hypothetical syncretism um, blinds people from seeing the full glory of the gospel of Christ, um, then practical syncretism ends up, you know, resulting in a cult. And that is why many, or not many, but sorry, many, but some of these churches um, actually can't be seen as, as a cult because they have um, somehow abandoned a little bit too much of um, of the gospel, too much of, of Christianity. Uh, both of these churches should be seen as a mission field. So what this means is that um, um, they should be somehow rich um, with the gospel. And one of the one of um, the missionary organizations that I know. Um, that um, are working among Zionist churches is called ZEM, uh, which stands for Zion Evangelical Ministries um, in or, or of Africa. And this um, organization was actually instrumental in um, bringing reformation to my local church uh, in Botswana. And the, uh, I am solely, uh, very much, in fact, um, indebted to them and for their work uh, among Zionists in Southern Africa. They're not only in South Africa, but they also work in neighboring countries such as uh, um, Swaziland um, and um, other neighboring countries, Mozambique, I think, uh, Lesotho, and a few other countries uh, where um, um, Zionist churches um, are found. So I'm pretty much, and we, we can be thankful for such organizations. So um, these organizations, such as Zama, they mainly work um, to reach the leaders of these churches and to bring reformation from top down. So what that means is that they work and train um, Zionist leaders so that they can go back to their churches 
and um, reform or bring reformation. And that's exactly what happened in my case. Uh, where my, my dad went, attended these Bible schools and he brought reformation back uh, to, to my local church and a lot of things that happened, positive things there. And we are um, um, very much thankful to God and are indebted to such organizations. But um, just an, this is just one example of organizations that uh, work uh, among Zionists. So in bringing the gospel to, uh, to these churches, there are a few things or emphasis that need um, to be addressed. Uh, for example, the focus uh, first um, must be um, in the sinfulness of man. So Zionist churches like the rest of um, um, other denominations or other non-reformed uh, Protestant churches in South Africa, they have a very low view of sin. And um, this means that they either they are either ignorant or reject, uh, for example, the doctrine of the reformers, such as that of the total depravity of man. So that means they have a low, a low view of sin, which is more cultural than biblical. Uh, so they view sin from a cultural or an African sense uh, than from a biblical sense, uh, from a biblical framework, I mean. So um, this um, means that somehow God's standard of um of holiness so the sin is not viewed viewed from god's standard of holiness and that that that's what the reformers fought for and that was the one of the emphases um of the reformation that the, the depravity of man in fact it is the foundation and it necessitate the preaching of the gospel so the total depravity um, of the bible means that uh, we are totally deprived uh, we are we are sinners um, in in every aspect of our lives. Not that we we are as bad or we are as sinners as we, as we could be, but rather that uh, the influence of sin um, in in our being is is, is quite radical. It, it goes to every corner um, of our being, and uh, that view is derived from um, a high view of holiness of God and of God's um, um, law. Uh, so the law, basically, uh, when we're talking about the law, we're talking about both uh, or mainly what is known as the Decalogue, uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, but also the whole law of the Old Testament is to show that we are sinners and we, um, we will fail on our own. And so that means that sin must be viewed through biblical framework, not a cultural framework. And if we view the sin from a cultural framework, we will uh, both redefine and reconstruct um, uh, salvation. And so in that sense, then, when we're preaching, to, or when you're reaching the gospel to Zionist churches, it is very important to emphasize sinfulness of man in a biblical framework um, of, of total depravity. And um, uh, the second um, uh, emphasis um, of focus when reaching, the go when reaching with the um, gospel to the Zionist um, uh, churches is to emphasize uh, Christ's uh, redemptive work or Christ's work of, of our salvation. So Zionist churches add um, to different extent 
um, to Christ's work of salvation. So they do this uh, in, in the first sense uh, by a, co a very common mist, uh, misconception uh, that um, um, you know misconception or misunderstanding or a doctrine of uh, pledges that um, men or sinners can give themselves a new heart by somehow believing in God and therefore being saved. And this is quite common not only in Zionist churches but almost in um, in, in many denominations um, in in South Africa. Uh, both those that um, name kind of in the South African independent churches, but also even all those that are outside of South African um, independent churches. But um, uh, this is one um, problem of uh, Zionist churches that they, uh, along with other churches, believe that you just have to, you know, uh, believe um, and you can change your heart um, by believing uh, and therefore you, you, you are saved. Whereas the biblical um, understanding of salvation and, and of Christ's work is that the Holy, it is the Holy Spirit um, work um, to change our heart, to, to remove our heart of um, stones and, and give us a heart of flesh. And therefore, by giving us the ability to respond in faith uh, to the gospel. So in that sense, uh, from a reform, uh, from a reformed uh, doctrine of salvation, uh, regeneration, regeneration must precede faith, and um, th this must be the emphasis uh, when preaching when preaching uh, the gospel to the Zionists because uh, they don't many of them don't have this understanding. And the second um, um, misconception of um, Christ's redemptive work among Zionists is the addition of um, a kind of uh, a work-based salvation. And this can be easily demonstrated by pointing to certain custom and customs and practices that are understood as somehow assisting in, salv in salvation. Uh, so to those that are practically um, syncretized gospel with um, African uh, traditional religions, uh, for example, the offering to the ancestors will be seen as adding to Christ's work or assisting Christ's work. And that's why uh, among many uh, black churches, uh, there's a common saying that uh, God help those who help themselves, who help themselves. And that um, kind of um, gives you um, kind of um, a glimpse, a glimpse into how many understand salvation. So they have to do something um, and then God will come along them and help them somehow. And um, then in sharing the gospel with the Zionist churches, um, this must be emphasized. It must be emphasized that Christ's redemptive work is complete. One cannot add anything. And in fact, then by adding something upon Christ's work, he or she is rejecting Christ's work. And therefore, by developing another gospel upon which Paul will say to the Galatians, whoever may preach another gospel, um, let him be cursed um, by God. And uh, the, the last emphasis um, that we, we will consider is the issue of justification. Um, and so justification is, of course, linked um, to uh, Christ's work of salvation. And justification is a doctrine that is almost absent um, among Zionist churches. In fact, not only among Zionist churches, but other um, independent churches in, in South Africa. Uh, but it is quite interesting that the reformers were unanimous and they were undivided 
um, among the argument on the emphasis of justification. As I've already said earlier on, that Martin Luther uh, will say that um, justification is the doctrine upon which the church stands or falls. Uh, so what that means is that um, the, the, do the doctrine of justification um, will define whether a church is a true church or a false church. And it is for that reason that we as Protestants and Reformers believe that Catholic Church is not a true church because uh, fundamentally they have many other problems, but fundamentally they reject uh, the doctrine of justification by faith alone. And uh, among many uh, Zionist churches, um, there is no understanding of justification, as I've already um, explained later, uh, earlier on. Uh, so, for therefore, if we are to reach the gospel uh, to the uh, to Zionist, uh, we must bring this emphasis. But of course, many of them uh, are ignorant of, of the doctrine of justification, um, not suppressing it. So it's not that they know it, but they reject it and they don't want it, even though there are some um, for sure who will uh, um, when Whenever they um, are presented with the doctrine of justification by faith alone, they will reject it. But many of them, uh, they don't know uh, these um, doctrines, so therefore they don't necessarily reject. They don't necessarily reject them, but they are rather ignorant um, of these um, um, just of this um, justification uh, by faith alone. So, um, in conclusion, as we drawing um, to to the end of this episode. Um, since Zionist Church is, um, is one of um, the biggest uh, church uh, groups in South Africa, if God, if God somehow uh, were to bless these churches uh, with reformation, um, this will bring really an unthinkable revival um, uh, within South African independent churches. So I pray um, for and, and hope and long for, for that day uh, that uh, when God might somehow uh, reform um, these uh, churches. But of course, that, that requires um, uh, instrument. God does use means to reach an, an end. So um, I pray and hope that God will raise up uh, many more uh, organizations such as ZAM, of, uh, of which I have already uh, spoken of, and um, other leaders who will help uh, these Zionist churches and bring resources to them. So um, with um, the uh, increasing of um, you know, the accessibility of uh, reformed um, or, or sound reformed um, material, um, this hope is somehow realistic. So we hope, I hope and trust that um, uh, God will somehow um, in the future do this for us. Uh, for me, I speak, I speak now as a Zionist um, in, in South Africa. So I hope this episode um, will help you if you're a Zionist, will help you uh, see um, your beliefs and your practices in the light of Scripture. And if you're not saved, and or if you synchronize practically um, uh, in terms of African customs and religions, I hope this episode will bring the gospel to you, uh, the light of the gospel clearly to you that you need to abandon all of those customs and beliefs and come to faith uh, in Christ and um, uh, only through faith that um, you can be uh, justified uh, before God. And if you um, already um, saved story the Zionist and I hope this uh, podcast will somehow help you to reach other Zionists 
and if you are needed um, Zionist saved or, or, or not saved Zionist or other churches, but I, I still hope that uh, this um, uh, episode will give you, you know, a, a kind of an overview of what Zionist uh, believes. And uh, if you have a friend or a sister, um, you know, a colleague um, or a school um, who is a Zionist and you can somehow uh, reach them uh, with the gospel. So um, with that being said, we have come um, to an end of this um, episode today. I thank you for joining me and um, don't forget to uh, tune uh, up again for the next episode. And if you have not subscribed yet, uh, please consider uh, subscribing to whatever platform that you're using. And if you are on YouTube, uh, please consider subscribing uh, for the up-to-date and hitting the uh, the bell button to get all the, uh, the alert when a new episode is uh, uploaded and released. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. I hope you are as well. And um, we will see you then in, in the next episode. But until then, uh, may God bless you.